What's going on, everybody? Zach back here with our 100th episode of Clutch Crew Sports. So this is a special landmark episode, 100 episodes in, and we're going to be doing a Q&A part two, episode 50. We did our first Q&A. We asked each other questions. Uh, we're doing the same thing again here. A little bit different style, but still going to be a lot of fun to do. So I can't wait to do this with all you guys, and I'll introduce you to the rest of the crew. What's up, y'all? This is Eric, your ranting co-host, but there will be no rants tonight because I'm just <laughs> excited to be here for this 100th episode and to celebrate that we've you know, made it so far. I'm really excited for this episode. What's up, guys? It is Connor, the co-host with the most. And yeah, I'm super excited for this episode, too. I know we've done a lot of stuff on this show and... I one of I know one of our favorite episodes in the past was our 50th episode, so I'm excited that we're kind of doing the 100th in a similar format, maybe just a little bit expanded. So I'm excited to, you know, once it's always cool to learn new things about these guys that you never knew before. So I'm really excited for this episode. What's up, guys? It's Nate here. Um, like the other guys said, I'm excited for this episode. Can't believe it's already um, been 100. So I think it'll be a lot of fun to talk about um, a little bit of different stuff tonight. So I'm excited to get going. For sure. And I've been in 99 of them. <laughs> There's yeah, one of them. You missed <laughs> that one that Eric and I did solo. <laughs> I know. Part of me regrets that now. Like, we should have just canceled so I could have my perfect streak. <laughs> Um, Look, nobody cares about perfect attendance. So. <laughs> <laughs> Don't um, worry. I'm, I'm sure the, there'll probably be at least one situation in the future where you have to miss an episode yeah. too. So <laughs> yeah, seriously. But, um, yeah, so, you know, you've heard my voice in almost every episode and basically every other episode you've heard my three co-host voice as well, but we wanted to start off the Q and a with some fan questions and, uh, we got a couple of responses from Twitter. I think a lot of people had some misunderstanding of my tweet, so I think that caused a little bit of a problem. But uh, the first question we had submitted for us was, who is your second favorite NFL team? And I'll start that off, and I'll go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, baby. Let's Tampa go. Tampa Bay, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're my NFC team. Uh, the Jags, we don't know how they're going to be doing this year. But uh, the Buccaneers are supposed to be good. So when the playoffs start, that's who I'll be going for. Eric, what about you? So I'm like tied on second and third. I'm a Cowboys fan because of my fiance. You know, definitely know what they say. Happy wife, happy life. You know, you, you guys will understand this when you get <laughs> in that situation. I definitely was not a fan of them beforehand, but... Uh, I know you you betrayed us. They have grown on me. They have grown on me. And uh, so I'm cool with them. And then I also, as long as Drew Brees is playing, he may not be much longer, but I do like the Saints because of him. He's my personal favorite player. So uh, I do root for the Saints as well. Well, I guess mine is, um, it's good. I guess it's, this will make a lot of our other fans happy since we have a lot of Carolina Panthers fans that listen to this <laughs> podcast. Do. The, uh, the Panthers are my second favorite team. I mean, you know, the Steelers have been my team since I was a kid, but being from North Carolina, I got to root for the hometown team too. So 
And kind of like Zach with Tampa being his NFC team, the Panthers are definitely my NFC team, while the Steelers are my AFC team. So um, lots of love for the Panthers. They were, I remember watching them as a, in the Super Bowl the first time when I was a little kid, with back with Jake DeLome and Steve Smith and them. So um, I know they're rebuilding this year, but hopefully they can get back on the right track in the future. All right, Nate, what about you? And then I know we've kind of talked about this before, but my second favorite team's got to be the Jaguars. I'm just living in Jacksonville. Um, they haven't been very great, obviously, since I've lived here, but um, Zach and I have been to all kinds of training camp practices and games and stuff. So um, just watching every week is something fun to do as well. So that's going to be my number two team after the Pats. Yeah, it definitely helps to that your um, either favorite or second favorite team is a local team, so that way you get to see all their games yeah. all, all the year round. Um, so we have a second question here. I'll let Connor take this question. It's a hockey question, so we defer <laughs> to Connor on this. Connor, read the question and, <laughs> uh, and give us your best judgment. Okay, so <laughs> the question was, will a Canadian team win the Stanley Cup this year for the first time since 1993? Um I probably could have given a bit more of a better answer to this before the playoffs started, if it had been asked. But since the playoffs have already started, um, I'll probably say no for the time being because the Canadians, I think it was a fluke that they managed to get past the Penguins in the uh, play-in rounds. And then also with the Canucks, they're going up against the defending Stanley Cup champions right now. So I don't see them getting past this round either. The only team I could feasibly see maybe doing that is the flames but i just think there's too much other talent like there's too many other better teams in the western conference for the flames to get there so i'm gonna say no and the drought's gonna continue for the canadian teams all right sorry canada uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, okay. we do they, actually they, they got they, an nba championship last season they so. did they did and we shout out to all of our canadian listeners uh, we actually have some Canadian listeners from around the country, so thank you guys for listening in. We mostly talk American sports, but uh, appreciate your listenership. Um, all right, so we'll start off now with my questions, and I'll be asking a question, a sports-related and a non-sports-related question to each of these guys, but I'm going to start with the sports ones. Eric, my first question to you is, what's on the very top of your sports bucket list? So I have two things in particular that I'm wanting to do. One of them, though, obviously the right scenario has to play out in order for this to happen. But one thing I would just absolutely love to do would be if the Jaguars were to ever be in a Super Bowl would be to go to that game wherever it's being played at. I would love to be able to do that one day, but... Obviously, the Jaguars have to get to the Super Bowl in order for that to happen. <laughs> but uh, but something else that I want to do is just that I've thought about over the years. Uh, I would love to visit every NFL stadium uh, before I pass away. So I've been obviously I'm living in Jacksonville. I've been to the Jags and I've been in the Cowboys stadium now, which unfortunately Jaguars got whipped that game against them, but it was cool to see it. I've, so, and then I've driven. I haven't been. Well, I haven't been in it. I've been it. I've driven by the Buccaneers Stadium, and I've driven by the Texans Stadium. So I haven't been like in it to a yeah. game either of those. But I've at least seen them and taken pictures of them and stuff like that. But 
But yeah, that's something that uh, as I get older, I hope to be able to do a lot more of. I'd love to see every NFL stadium. So this is after your retirement, you're going to get in an RV and just drive around to, to following <laughs> Jaguars games. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, Very cool. Yeah, I would love to do that. That would be pretty awesome. Cool, cool. And that'd be like an eight-year endeavor if you wanted to go see the Jaguars every time, though, because, you know, depending <laughs> well, on home and, yeah, home and away games. Ha- it wouldn't have to be the Jaguars every time. But, <laughs> you know, I, just to see them, regardless of who's playing, would be cool enough for me. But it just it, if, if the Jags were playing, it'd be an even bigger bonus. But, yeah. yeah, that's something I hope to do one day. Cool, cool. So, Connor, um, I want to ask you a question here. I want you to rank... Who you'd want to see next win a championship first between the Carolina Hurricanes, Pittsburgh Steelers, Charlotte Hornets, and UNC football and basketball teams. So these are all, I know, your favorites, but let's see which ones really are your favorites of your favorites. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) right. Well, I guess this was actually kind of tough for me, um, but... Definitely, probably the Steelers first. I'd want to see them win another Super Bowl. Um, probably more so because of the fact that, you know, New England just recently tied us for the most Super Bowl titles. So it's like, okay, you know, got to go win another one. And I'd love to see Roethlisberger win another one before he retires. That's another thing that's probably influencing me. So um, Steelers first. Second of all, would probably want to be the Carolina Hurricanes. Um I'm a big hockey fan, and I remember watching them win the Stanley Cup the first time. Also because, you know, with a, I guess it's along with the Hornets, this would be the easiest one for me to, like, go and see if they were in the championship because, you know, it's a seven-game series, and they host, if they're the, they're going to host at least three games at their home arena, so... I can go and see those, and who knows, maybe I'll get lucky and I'll go there on the time that they win. Hopefully they would actually win when they're at home, because obviously there's the chance that they'll win when they're on the road. But um, hopefully, I, although I know all the Hurricanes fans were happy last time that you know Game 7 was in Raleigh, so they got to actually see the Hurricanes hoist the trophy in Raleigh, so that was pretty special. Um, third would probably be... Third's a tough one. But I guess it would probably be UNC football. Um, UNC football, they've never really had a lot of success. It's probably actually tied between UNC football and the Charlotte Hornets just because neither of them have ever won. Like, the Hornets have never won an NBA championship. UNC football has never won a – they've never won a national championship. The reason why I probably put them lower – because you would think that, you know, the teams that have never won before, I'd want to see win their first one, but – just probably because I'm not as into those sports as I am. Like, the like you know, the NFL and the NHL are my two favorite sports. So, like, college football and the NBA, the NBA especially, but college football kind of take a back seat to those for me. So that's probably why they're third and fourth. And then UNC basketball would be last, just because they've had so much success. Like, obviously, I wouldn't be upset if they won again, but, you know, they've had so much success already. And they just won like a couple of years ago too. So it's still pretty fresh in my mind. So that would be where I would rank them one through five, I guess. <laughs> All right. Interesting. Interesting list there for, from Connor. Now my question for Nate is, you know, you've been pretty lucky with your NFL team, the Patriots winning a lot of Super Bowls. Uh, so out of the Super Bowl <laughs> wins that they've had, I want you to rank them from your favorite to least favorite uh, for you personally. 
All right, so for me personally, I think number one's pretty obvious. I would say the Super Bowl um, versus the Falcons got me number one. Obviously, the most crazy comeback, um, one of the most crazy comebacks in all of sports, and to do it in the Super Bowl is was just insane. So that's got to be my first pick. Um, second, it's kind of tough because the first three I was like, like five, and when the the um, the 2004 one happens, so I don't really have a whole lot of memories from those. So I'm gonna give some bias to the more recent ones. So my second favorite's gotta be the one versus Seahawks. Um, that was another crazy game. Um, picked by Malcolm Butler is probably one of the, my favorite sports memories. So that's my second favorite. Um, and third, gotta go with the first one just because um, I wasn't around to watch the game, but definitely. Um, a huge moment for the franchise. Uh, number one on four. Um, I would say fourth, probably the um, 2004 versus the Eagles. Uh, they won it in Jacksonville, which is pretty cool. Um, a little coincidence there. And um, it's another great game for the Pats. Um, and then fifth, I'm going to go with the Super Bowl versus the Rams two years ago. Um, a lot of people didn't like that game. Just not a lot happened in it scoring-wise, but um, probably one of the better Pats teams, I think, in recent memory. Um, so I'm glad they were able to pull it off at the end after losing to the Eagles the year before. And then last place, not that it was a bad game, but um, the second Super Bowl win um, in 2002, no, 2003. Um, just, I wasn't, obviously, I was too young to watch the game. Don't really have a whole lot of memories from it, so... Um, kind of the forgotten one, I guess you could say, but they're all obviously awesome to have any Super Bowl yeah. wins for your team. So <laughs> pretty, pretty nice to say that that you have a forgotten Super Bowl too. <laughs> I'm yeah, crying yeah. right now. Nice <laughs> poor Zach, poor Zach and Eric over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we would just love to get one, <laughs> or even just right. go to one. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, though, guys, I didn't know it was going to be a bash of the Jaguars kind of night, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so that's the first half of my questions. And now we're going to go hear some of Eric's questions. Yeah. So for my first set of questions, I'm just I'm going to be asking all three of you guys the same question here. Uh, you three are the guys in the panel that are all attending college right now. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to ask. Uh, you know, once you graduate college, you know, what's your plan? Do you have a particular career in mind or something you want to do right away? Like, uh, so what are your future plans after graduation? I guess, Zach, we'll start with you. Okay. Yeah, I'll start first. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know me, I'm in college right now as a senior for environmental science and policy at USF. And to be honest, I mean, it's really a broad major to be in. I mean, you cover courses, anything from climate change to hydrology to geology and uh, maps and everything in between. So it's it's there's a lot to it and there's a lot of options. Um, I've definitely gone through a bunch of different possibilities in my head of what I wanted to do. And unfortunately, really, the covid situation has made things a lot more difficult to uh, find find jobs after college. So I would honestly be fine with any, getting into any entry-level environmental science um, uh, type of position. Consulting is a big thing in the business. 
Um, I'm not really set on private or public sector. It it could be either or for me. Um, but something I guess more specific to answer this question that I'm going to be doing this semester is uh, I'm going to be part of a research group at the university, which is going to be looking at uh, data from St. Lucie County in Florida and looking at how their wetlands have been lost over the past 50 years. So basically for that, it's a lot of map analysis with um, GIS mapping, which, you know, I'm, <laughs> nobody really is probably going to understand what all that is, but it's <laughs> it's a lot of sophisticated mapping um, work that has to be done for that to identify where were the wetlands 50 years ago, where are they now, using satellite imagery, of course, to help with that. Um, and then basically after that, it's like, well, okay, what do you do next? How do you mitigate this? How do you, how do we restore the damage that we've done? Because the Indian River uh, region of Florida is doing pretty bad right now uh, with seagrass loss. So uh, there's a lot of potential, obviously, for, for what I would work in. But that's something that was presented to me, and I took the offer for that. So I'm hoping that that goes well this year, and then maybe after that, I'll have some experience in that field and, and possibly find a job related to that. So that's that's my answer. I'll let uh, Connor give his. Yeah, so I guess I'll give background on what I'm going to college for. Uh, I'm a senior. I'm going to be graduating after, uh, in December this year with a major in political science with a concentration in American politics and a minor in statistics. So I guess if I want to – I'm kind of the same way as Zach. Like this whole COVID thing kind of made it hard to – like find opportunities and whatnot during the spring and summer, just because of, you know, a lot of places weren't taking interns or weren't taking, you know, applications for stuff because they wanted to keep, you know, either they were closed down because of the pandemic or they were, you know, not wanting to take anybody new in just yet because, you know, who knows what could happen if like someone comes in with COVID and starts infecting everybody. So, um, but I guess, if I had to pick what I want to do, I want to do something along the lines of I'm really into like gathering uh, just physical human, like, you know, humans opinions and data on stuff that they like and want. And there's a lot of the world runs on data these days, like data science and how do we use this to um, better our company really, or in the case of the political world, like how do we use this to, you know, what strategy are we going to take? Where do we need to go? Where's the voting blocks? Where are the the people that I need to get the attention of? And where, what issues are, are do these people care about? So, and even if it's not, you know, political related, just anything else, just to do with data and planning out what you're going to do stuff. Like I know my dad used to work for a company that they actually would analyze people's web browsing data and you know when you're going on the internet and you see those ads on the sides of your computer that's what that company did was they made those advertisements based on what people searched and what their interests were so anything to do with that i mean like zach said i'll take anything at this point given you know the whole covid situation and um how hard that's made everything unfortunately for those of us that are about to graduate college and looking for opportunities so um yeah just anything like that really and in the field of data science would be where i want to go with my life after college um so what about nate what do you want to do after college 
All right, so um, I'll give you a little bit of background on me too. Um, so I'm going to my senior year at UCF. I'm studying marketing and um, minoring in sports business. And right now I'm planning on going to law school afterwards. So I'll graduate this year and um, I took the LSAT, which is like the entry level um, exam or whatever, standardized test, and then I'm going to apply this fall. Um, so I'll be in law school for three more years um, after this and then Hopefully, I'm planning to work somewhere in like business law, uh, contracts, or like um, intellectual property or something in that kind of area. I'm not 100% sure yet, but hoping to figure that out um, once I get into the actual law school and learning about all that. So, um, yeah, three more. Um, I guess it's kind of lucky enough. I'm not going to have to go look for a job right away in this uh, whole environment going on, but I've um, got another three years of school afterwards, so we'll be busy with that. <laughs> yeah. Law, law, law school, no doubt, too. That's going to be busy. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right. Uh, let's, let's take a listen here to see what Connor's questions are. All right. So I guess my first question um, for everybody is, you know, obviously we're all big sports fans here and we all have different teams that we like. But I think one of the most interesting things about sports is that every now and then, I don't know if this is going to be the case with you three, but every now and then your favorite athlete of all time sometimes doesn't end up playing for your favorite team. So I wanted to ask all three of you who your favorite athlete is of all time and why they're your favorite. So I guess I'll start with Zach. All right. So I'll, I'll answer first here. Um, who it's going to be for me is going to be Maurice Jones drew um, long time Jaguar running back uh, has a lot of Jaguar records um, for touchdowns as one of them, but uh, really, he was significant for me and is my favorite athlete because he was obvious, he was their best player for so long. Um, and the Jaguars really didn't have a whole lot of great players by the time I started watching football because uh, the, their glory days in the 90s had passed when I came on the scene. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so really, there were some tough times, but... I still, you know, I'm a loyal fan. Everybody knows that. And he was by far the best player. And another thing about him that I really appreciate and stuff too is sometimes your favorite athlete on your favorite team kind of goes away once they retire and you never really see from them again. But since Maurice Jones is retired, he's been working on the NFL network. And it seems like half the time I turn the NFL network on or I see clips on Facebook or the internet. It's about Maurice Jones Drew talking about the Jags, and there's really not many sports uh, national media sites um, that talk about the Jaguars. And he's always, you know, he's a homer. Obviously, he picks them to win every game, basically, and stuff. But it's just really cool to have, and he's basically the the spokesman for the Jaguars in the national media, uh, which is which is really nice. So. Uh, he was definitely my favorite athlete to watch. I mean, his his run style was cool too. It, such a short guy, but built like a tree. Um, so yeah, it, it's going to be Maurice Jones Drew for me. Eric, what about you? Yeah, he would be one I would consider for sure. But for favorite all time athlete, I'd have to go with Michael Jordan. I mean, I've always loved sports since I was a kid, but he was the first person that I just really remember watching play in a sport and just 
watching the way he could take over games, the way he would hit clutch shots in the playoffs, like watching him play through the flu game and just all different kinds of things like that. Just made, that was what made me want to watch basketball. Cause I, I grew up with football, but I didn't really watch basketball a whole lot, but every time the bulls played and I saw Michael Jordan, I was just glued to the television. I loved watching him play. And he's obviously still my, in my opinion, the, greatest of all time in basketball. There's a reason why I drafted him in our two different fantasy draft things that we did uh, together. Uh, so for me, uh, no doubt, Michael Jordan. Nate, how about you, man? Nate, you there? Oh, there you go. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yes. Well, I'm kind of an obvious selection um i think i gotta go with tom brady here it's kind of obvious but he's been the quarterback of my favorite teams since, or obviously not this year now but um basically for the first uh 20 years i've been watching sports um he's been the quarterback so gotta go with him as my favorite player um yeah that's not a whole lot more to <laughs> add there i guess <laughs> Shocker there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was most confident that that was going to be Nate, Nate's answer to that question. Yeah. Um, so Nate, Nate, we'll stick with you. Uh, present us with your first question. All right. So this is goes out to everybody. Um, you can kind of um, answer it in order, I guess. But um, what is your favorite game or sporting event that you attended live? So I guess we can start with uh, Zach. Okay. Yeah. So. I know my answer to this one, but I'll just say a close. What could have been second would have been the war on I-4 2017. Man, how did we let oh, that yeah. kickoff <laughs> return for a touchdown? How did we let that happen? Because if, if, uh, that game was so so much fun to be at, even though we lost. Well, that's what's the question. Would that, would that have been your number one had they won that game? I think it probably would have been. It probably would have been my number one if they had won the game. But my number one... Is going to be a game I oh another another honorable finish is the Jacksonville Sharks game that you know Eric oh yeah at. oh that was, dude, that was awesome dude <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my goodness crazy crazy uh, ending to that game I won't go through it all because we got to stay on topic but that's an honorable finish you guys know what I'm talking about um, but my favorite game that I've been to live was the Jaguars Bills 2017 wild card game. Um, it was definitely not a fun game t- to watch as far as offense and stuff because the final score was like ten to three, but um, it was just it was just a perfect atmosphere. I mean, the Bills brought their fans, and we were sitting in the pretty heavy Bills fan section, so you, you had that going on. Um, and it was such a cl- even though it wasn't a high scoring game, it was close. It was within one position, one possession for every team, the whole game. Um, and the Jags were able to, to win. And the way that they won, too, uh, with the interception by Ramsey at the end of the game, that was just like an unreal moment. You know, it would have been one thing if it was just like, you know, sometimes the team just chews out the clock. They just get a first down and win. But uh, to get like a game ceiling interception like that was was crazy. And everybody was going crazy. And it was definitely out of all the Jags games I've been to, it was the, by far, it had the most people. It, ha- it was just the best atmosphere in general. The weather was cold out, you know, so it wasn't blazing sun. 
it felt like a playoff game. So that was uh, that was so much fun to be at. So that's my my favorite event. Eric, what about you? Yeah, so I am also going to go with a Jaguars game here. Uh, this is way back in their glory days in the nineties. Uh, Connor's not going to like this one, but uh, <laughs> I I got to go. My parents were season ticket holders, so we went to you know almost all the games. And there was this one year where. The Jaguars made a had made a terrible decision to play Mark Brunell like into like the fourth quarter of a preseason game and he got hurt and it was like we were on pins and needles if he was ever gonna come back. And I guess he came back quicker than expected. And it was like week three or four of the season and it was a Monday night game against the Steelers and Brunell came back that game. And of course with it being a Monday night game, I mean the stadium was jam-packed and i'll just i'll never forget that moment when they were announcing the starting lineups and when mark burnell came out i mean i don't know how i didn't go deaf it got so loud in that stadium i mean it was (laughs) i still i get like i get chills every time i think about it and then just to make it even crazier the steelers were going down to try to kick a game-winning field goal at the end of the game and it got blocked and one of our safeties, uh, Chris Hudson scooped it up and ran it back for a touchdown. And I remember like there was an infamous moment, like where what happened to Zach in a Madden game where like somehow the coach was like glitched out on the field. That's what I was going to ask you. Was was that the game where Bill Cower was like on the field? Yeah. He kind of like kicked his leg out. It didn't really come close to him, but still like he wanted to just stick his leg out and trip, uh, Chris Hudson, you could tell he was so mad that they had lost. I mean, it was just a all-around great moment. If I had to do like an honorable second mention, it would be when we destroyed the Dolphins 62-7 to in that uh, 99 playoff game. That was probably my favorite game in terms of just a pure beatdown. But that moment, though, when Brunel came out after his injury and the fans erupted and the way they won that game at the end was just so crazy. Like, I have to, I just have to pick that. <laughs> all right well i guess obviously i'm gonna buck the trend here and not pick a jacksonville jaguars game um <laughs> but um i guess if i had to do a couple of honorable mentions obviously that jacksonville sharks game would be an honorable mention i mean the way that ended like how close it was and obviously if anybody knows arena football they know how high scoring it is and the 53 yard field goal at the end to win the game by the sharks was unreal um, especially in arena football with the goalposts being so mm-hmm. thin. Um, my other honorable mention would probably be going to the Gator, like Eric and Zach will remember this oh, too, yeah. going, going to the Gator Bowl at the Jaguar Stadium mm-hmm. with the uh, between oh, yeah. between Tennessee and Iowa. And Tennessee just romped Iowa in that game. That was great. Um, like, And also the fact that the entire stadium was like all Tennessee fans. Like there was just a small Mm -hmm. section somewhere of like Iowa fans, but the rest of the stadium was just orange and white. You could see for all around. So that was pretty fun. Um, Obviously. And then, but if I had to go with my favorite, this is probably, I guess if I had to say, I thought this was maybe a tie, but I guess maybe an honorable mention would be last year's Sunbelt title game. Um, between App State and Louisiana, but probably my favorite would be the first Sunbelt title game between App State and Louisiana. Um, just because it was the inaugural Sunbelt title game, and, um, you know, 
it had never happened before and it was being held at App State Stadium. And I thought it was really funny because obviously since it was being held at our stadium, they had to cover up all of our banners and everything to make it like somewhat of a neutral site. Um, Like, you know, all of our like previous, you know, Sunbelt champion and bowl, you know, winner banners were all covered up. And (laughs) although it was still funny how they didn't change the center field logo. So the 50 yard line logo was still our logo. Um, So, uh, that was pretty funny, and and the fact it was pouring. I remember I got there like two hours early because you know I guess I don't know if it's the same for um, Zach since they hold USF games at Raymond James Stadium, but I don't know, and I don't know for Nate either. But at our games, like students get in for free, but it's open seating, so you gotta like you know find which seat you want, and you know it's it's like the whole lower first row oh, on yeah. App State sideline is open seating, so. Um, so I got there two hours early anticipating that like, okay, like a lot of people are going to come to this game because it's the title game, the conference title game. Well, it was pouring down rain and I got there two hours early, but since it was pouring down rain, there was nobody there at all, like hardly anybody. So I ended up just like sitting in the rain with my friend for like two hours waiting for this game to start. Um, (laughs) Well, well, thankfully I I, like, it was pouring rain when we got there. So I had like, you know come prepared for uh wet weather he didn't unfortunately even though i told him it was gonna rain i was like bro it's gonna rain he's like oh no i'll be fine and yeah he got pretty <laughs> soaked but just the way like you know the crowd was obviously super into it i mean when you're in the student section that's like one of the loudest areas of any stadium you can be in no matter how big or small the stadium is um and then just the way that like you know you know, when App State won the game and clinched it, the fan, like, you know, all the students, everybody just rushed the field. Um, like, you know, that's the first time I've been down on that field because every time I'll, other every other time I've been there, you know, they're doing something and they've got it blocked off or whatever. But we all, like, rushed the field and was on the field for the trophy presentation. And, um, you know, it was televised. So, you know, if you could have, there's no way you would have picked me out on there, but, you know, just, you know, on TV, like, woo. <laughs> and, um, and that's the thing is like, obviously last year was the same thing, but I think it was just more special the first time. Cause you know, the second time we all knew it was going to happen if we won the game, like we were all going to rush the field again and like, woo, you know, we won again. But the first time it was more, and all the, a lot of the students were chanting to like take the goalposts down, but there was a whole <laughs> team of security guards over by the goalposts. So that wasn't going to happen. And then also, like last year, they had a message saying, like, "Oh, you know, don't go down on the field until both teams leave the leave, you know, get off the field." But that didn't happen. Like as soon as the game ended, everybody it didn't matter that Louisiana was still on the field. We were all down there already. So, <laughs> but yeah, probably the first Sun Belt title game uh, between App State and Louisiana that was probably my favorite. Cool, cool stuff. And now we're gonna loop it back around. Uh, my questions <laughs> all right so so i asked my sports ones first now i'm going to ask the non-sports questions to everybody they're all different uh eric i'll start with you though if you'll remember i asked you about in episode 50 what would be your next uh type of podcast that you would want to make and you actually went out and, and made that with baller on a budget now an established podcast so gotta ask it again now if you were I doubt this will happen, but if you were to make or join a third podcast, what would it be and why? Yeah, so definitely don't have any plans to make another podcast, but uh, I am very happy with how Baller on a Budget has been going. 
But uh, if I was going to be a part of a third podcast, I would probably want to join some type of uh, gaming podcast. Uh, since I do play a good amount of video games, uh, that would probably be one I would enjoy doing. So, you know, Alan, if you're listening to this and you want to make a gaming podcast, I'll join your show sometime. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, uh, that could be that could be an idea that you and I could do, too. Like, I'd oh, be yeah, down with that. Sure. Yeah, Connor, you, if you want to make a gaming podcast, uh, you know, we'll talk some Fall Guys or something or latest <laughs> game we've been playing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, or whatever. So that, that Fall would, Guys and how frustrating it is. <laughs> how fun it is, but how frustrating it is at the same time. But uh, that's how they hook you, man. But uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, that would be that would be the direction I would pursue if I was going to you know do something like that again. I wouldn't mind talking some gaming sometime. Okay, cool, cool stuff. We'll see if it ends up happening. <laughs> Never know. Never um, know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Connor, my question to you is going to be. I want you to build a five band uh, music festival concert with five different acts with could be any band, any singer from any era. They could be deceased. It's, it's really up to you here. So what would be your five bands or singers for this epic show? Yeah, that's a really tough one. Um, I know. Because <laughs> like, you know, I don't want to just do like my five favorite bands because like I feel like if we're going to do a whole festival, there's got to be a little bit of variety in the music so um but for me it would still be all rock music but there's a lot of definitely a lot of variety when it comes within rock music so um i would be remiss if i didn't have kiss there kiss is a given they have to be there obviously i would prefer them in their prime um it doesn't it wouldn't have to be like ace freely and peter chris with uh, paul stanley and gene simmons but um if we're gonna take like the current lineup then maybe like the early 2000s when they were a little bit younger and could still move around a little bit more than they can now when they're in their mid-60s um so kiss for sure i definitely want to have disturbed there um i only i recently started getting into them a couple of years ago um and i just love their music kayla actually really my girlfriend loves them too she really likes their the lead singer she likes how he can like you know he's just got such a unique voice and he can change it so well. Like, you know, he can be singing very softly and then all of a sudden switch to that, you know, really heavy metal, like vocals. So, um, kiss and disturbed would be two. I'd want to have Led Zeppelin there. Um, I know they haven't performed since the early seventies or like kind of the mid seventies as around when they retired. But, um, I'd want to have Led Zeppelin there. They're probably like the original hard rock band. Um, they kind of set the stage for a lot of other people to do what they do now. And, you know, you hear their influence in almost everything. Then now's when it gets tough because those three were like my, you know, for sure I want those three. But now I guess I'd probably do probably do ACDC as number four. Um Kiss is my favorite band now, but growing up, ACDC was kind of like my favorite then. They're still like in my top three, but when I was growing up, they were my favorite. So I guess I'd have ACDC there. And then if I want to throw like a little bit of a different music style in there, I'd probably pick... Um, this is a really tough one between... I guess I'd go with Queen. Just I was kind of debating between Queen and the Eagles. Um, 
but Queen, like, I mean, Freddie Mercury is ridiculously good, and they were some of the best live performers you'll ever see. And, uh, like, if you just go back and watch some of their old live shows, I mean, you'd be amazed at the things that they did and what they were able to sound like even when they were live. So, so there we go. It's going to be Kiss, Queen, Disturbed, ACDC, and Led Zeppelin. And as long as you don't charge a thousand bucks, I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to pay them something. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Nate, my final question to you is going to be, I know you've obviously you go to UCF, but you've also been to USF a number of times. So you've had a feel of both campuses, how they're like. Uh, just give an honest comparison between the two. Uh, it can be how you feel about them, students, what they're doing, and just you, just compare and, and then summarize and, and give us which one you actually prefer. All right, yeah, so... Um... Like Zach said, obviously I go to UCF, so I've um, been there for three years, so I pretty much know the campus inside and out, obviously. And I've been to USF a couple of times to visit Zach, and um, my younger brother toured, took a tour there. Um, so definitely like have a good feel for that, too. They're both nice schools. I would say they're like a lot of the buildings there, um, both of them are like relatively new. Um, there's always like construction going on because they keep um, getting more students and expanding and all that. So definitely like nice infrastructure and everything at both. Um, um, yeah, it's hard for me to kind of speak on the whole like environment at USF, I guess, just because mm-hmm. I haven't really spent like a sure, whole lot sure. of time there, you know, during the school year. Um, but UCF definitely has a pretty nice vibe. Um, there's um, at least there's like a sixty thousand student enrollment, but I would say it's probably close to like forty five that are actually on campus. Um, so you have kind of like pretty much there's kind of like people for every interest group there you know so you're pretty much bound to like meet people that you'll get along with and um there's always stuff to do so that's really nice um yeah so um i don't know uh both got good both got good sports teams i'll say that like they've definitely kind of coming along um ucf has been nice since i've been there they've really taken off especially in football um they had that good year in basketball and usf isn't too far behind with you know, they, they were getting up there in football, and then um, they had a setback with um, Strong, but I think they're on the right track as well. So I would say, like, definitely not um, necessarily, like, household names, I would say, nationally in, you know, either academics or sports just yet. But I would say, like, I think within the next few years, definitely going to be a pretty big deal. So I um, really can't go wrong with either one. I know they're, like, rivals and everything, but I would say I don't really, like, obviously hate you. USF, like some other rivalries out there, like Alabama and Auburn and anything like that. But um, yeah, it's two pretty nice schools, I would say. Okay. All right. Good answer there. Um, we're going to go now to Eric. Not taking final... one side or the other. <laughs> staying staying oh. uh, politically correct. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. Uh, Eric, read us off your next questions. All right. So I've got. Uh individual uh questions here now and so zach so for you being the creator and lead host of clutch crew sports uh now that we've recently had our one-year episode uh where would you like to see clutch crew sports be at by the time year two is over all right so this is um it's a tough question to answer because i really haven't thought that far ahead 
you know, I'm, you know, we keep a calendar, but usually it's only a month ahead. But as far as the general stats go, um, listenership, Twitter followers, you know, interactions, all that, all the sort of stuff that you can quantify, I would say I want to see it doubled by year two. So, um, that goes for all that stuff. I, I would hope that by the end of year two, where we're at, you know, a couple months ago when we finished our first year is going to be grown by, by two, twofold. Um, and then, so that's, that's the stats answer. But as far as the actual uh, recording process and everything like that, um, honestly, I just want to keep it the same, like the four of us, have had a really good run together. So if the four of us are still together doing these podcasts every week, um, I'd be happy with just happy with that. So that's uh cool. That, that's man. my answer. Yeah. Awesome, man. So you don't want to kick me out or anything. That's good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, just making sure. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> awesome. So Connors, we kind of mentioned, uh, we talked to gaming a little bit earlier. Um, so with the Xbox Series X and the PS5 getting ready to come out, uh, I want to know if you've decided on, you know, which one you want to get. And then if you have decided on which one you want to get, do you want to get one right away or do you want to wait a little while? So just what give us your analysis here on the <laughs> gaming world. What should gamers do? What's the best decision to make? Well, I guess I'll start with definitely that I'm not going to get either one when they come out just because like $500 is quite a steep price to pay for a gaming console. Like I know obviously, you know, some of my gaming consoles have lasted me, you know, 15 years. Like I still have my original Xbox and my PlayStation one, but um, still not willing to pay $500. Like if I had the money to spare, for that, which I know there are people out there that do, then yeah, I probably would buy it. But I think there's also a little bit of an advantage to waiting. One, obviously the price is going to go down. Like, you know, the kind of standard console price these days is 300. So um, if you wait like six months to a year, then it'll probably go down to that. And also if there's any bugs that are like, you know, in the consoles, like obviously the most infamous one is probably the Xbox 360 with the red ring of death, you know, all the issues that it had when it first launched, you know, all those people like me that kind of waited like a year, year and a half later to get the new version of the Xbox 360. Like I've never once gotten the red ring of death on my Xbox 360. So um, knock on wood, because hopefully that doesn't happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's definitely a, I'm going to definitely wait. And I'm definitely also have decided that I'm going to get a PS5. Um, but originally in my head I was thinking oh you know there's no way I'm gonna buy the Xbox Series X like it just doesn't look you know if I want to get a new like the only Xbox exclusive game that I'm really into is Gears of War but you know if they come out with another one then I'll just get it on the play on the PC like if I have to but I was saying this before the podcast that there has been some news that's come out that might possibly change my mind on getting an Xbox Series X in addition to the PS5 um, because I can't remember the name of the parent company or whatever, but basically Warner Brothers Studios, like the ones who make Mortal Kombat and um, uh, like the Batman games and some of those other games, they're actually like getting sold 
And so I can't remember who it was that was talking about buying them, but lit, but there was rumors and there was some news that Microsoft was actually like kind of throwing their hat in the ring, like, oh, well, we'll buy them up, which obviously if that happens, then Mortal Kombat and any of the future Batman games that come out, if they make them, are going to be Xbox exclusives, which those are two of like my favorite game fran- game series. You know, it was different when there was just Gears of War, and now if that's going to be a reality, then there's going to be three game series that are going to be Xbox exclusives. So um, if Microsoft does end up buying Warner Brothers Interactive, then there's a good chance I'll probably get both. If that doesn't happen, then I'm just going to buy a PS5 because I can just get Gears of War 6 on the PC, and there's nothing else that the Xbox Series X really has, in my opinion, to put it toe-to-toe with the PS5, especially when it, mostly when it comes to the games. Like, the PlayStation just has so many more exclusive games to, you know, use and have fun with. I mean, if you've seen the sales between the PS4 and the Xbox One, I don't think there's going to be that big of a difference, like, that large of a difference between these two um, in sales like there was for the eighth-generation consoles, but I still think the PS5 is probably superior. Um, so, Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so before I go to Nate's question, which console looks worse and why? <laughs> I mean, I can't believe, I just can't get over how big the PS5 is. Like, I mean, I thought the Xbox One and like the original Xbox and those were big, but the PS5 is even bigger. Like, I have no idea why it's so big. Um, at least with the Xbox Series X, like it's kind of compact and you can take it with you. So. I am probably actually on the side of the Xbox in terms of size for this, just because the PS5 is so ridiculously big. Like, I don't know why it needed to be that big, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I got to find a place to put it now. Like, I thought I didn't. I thought I, did, I thought I didn't have room for my Xboxes. Now I'm not going to have room for that. <laughs> yeah, I personally think they both look terrible, but uh, we'll we'll move on here. So, <laughs> Nate, uh, this is a good problem for you to have here obviously with the patriots of winning six super bowls uh <laughs> a lot of people debate on whether tom brady is great because of bill belichick's system or other people argue that brady's great and that's made belichick look good so as a hats fan where do you stand on this like which side do you lean towards more uh settle this debate for us All right, so this is definitely like a good question. It's pretty. It's, it's definitely one that obviously people have talked about for a while. I think it's gonna be interesting this year because I think we'll definitely get some more like definitive answers towards it. We'll see obviously how Brady does with a different coach and system around him. We'll see how um, Belichick does with a full season of a different quarterback. Um, but I think. Um, I'm going to do my best to pick a side here because I think it's definitely a little bit of both. But um, I would say um, more of uh, – if I had to choose, I would say more of Brady um, was good on his own, I guess. I think there's a lot of the talk about him being a system quarterback, and he definitely played for a great coach um, in Belichick, and he's had great offensive coordinators especially like Josh McDaniels most of his career. So it definitely has helped him. But I think he would still be, he was on any other team in the league um, that obviously gave him a chance to start um, back in the early 2000s. Um, If he had played for any other system, I think he would have been um, just as good statistically, maybe not the Super Bowls, but I think he definitely would have 
been a Pro Bowl quarterback um, still, just because the intangibles he has. Um, he had definitely, if you go back and watch the, you know, some of those old games, he had underrated arm strength and all that um, early on in his career. Um, I don't think he gets enough credit for that and just the um, the mind he has for breaking down defenses and the preparation and the clutch um, gene, I guess, that you can't really um, train for. Um, all that, I think he would have been good um, anywhere else with or without Belichick, and I think he's going to do um, very well this season in Tampa. Um, but I don't think that takes away from Belichick either. He's had a great system around Brady as far as the free agent pickups and uh, draft picks and all of that stuff, which helped him get the six Super Bowl wins. So um, a little bit of both, but I would definitely say um, Brady's great on his own, not just because of Belichick. So hopefully that kind of answers yeah. the question. I tried to um, take a side there. <laughs> yep. All right. So let's let's uh, let's go to Connor's last three questions here. All right. So. Same as Eric, I've got some uh, individual questions here. So first for Zach, since kind of like what Eric said before, since you are mm-hmm. the creator and the lead host, um, my question is a bit of a unique one. If Clutch Crew Sports was a business or like a big time podcast business and you were the CEO, what would the rest of us, like what would our roles be? Yeah, so I I really like this question because, you know, it's unique and, and I didn't, I never thought about it, but you know, on the off chance this ha- happens, you know, this is what it'll, how it'll play out. Um, so <laughs> I'll start with Eric's roles first. Um, I have I know Eric is a big money guy. I mean, obviously he has a baller on a budget podcast. So for the CFO, Chief Financial Officer, I think that's what it is. That's going to be Eric's job. Eric, you're going to be responsible for the revenue that we make. Uh, just oh um, yeah, just totally be. <laughs> I, I trust you too. You're you're a your family, so um, so I know you're not gonna. No, you're not gonna be like some people. Um, like a screw but... Zach out of his money. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. For so sure, for sure. so you're gonna be in charge of the finances and uh, just all of our expenses that that acquire, that we end up acquiring and what kind of profits we make. You're you're gonna be kind of that guy. Um, I'll go to Connor's roles next because I've got two for Connor now. Um, the one originally that I had coming into this is Connor is going to be in charge of hiring. So this yeah. business is not just going to be the four of us. We're going to have, you know, tech people and uh, all the all different. I don't know what the major podcasts do, but I know that they have a whole team, uh, sound people music people for intro music and outro music and stuff like that but um i think connor would be a good interviewer i i trust his decision making and it seems like a lot of times that we have interactions with other people even on this small scale he's got a good sense of who's legit who to stay away from um (laughs) i'm not gonna name any names but um yeah let's not do that (laughs) (laughs) um but uh, but no, I, I trust him to do that sort of stuff. And then also, too, if we were to have more hosts because we'd have unique special podcasts for like football and basketball, baseball, hockey, all the big sports. Um, Connor is the sports Jeopardy winner the most. So he knows his sports the most. So I feel like he would be the best one to pick out the talent for other 
offshoot podcasts of Clutch Crew Sports. I mean, obviously, we'd still have the four of us on, but we'd probably have offshoot podcasts under our tree. And you would, I think Connor would have a, a good feel for who the best host for that would be. So I'd leave that up to him. Um, and then another one, another role that I just learned about from the earlier questions is uh, the data guy. I mean, <laughs> advertising, you know, that's what you're going to college for. All those skills um, to get more listeners for us, to get more subscribers, anything like that. Um, you're going to be like our our guy for that. So don't know what the role for that would be, but that would be another job for you to do. Um, so as the, as the CFO, am I going to have to pay Connor double for doing two duties? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's where Nate comes in because Nate's going to be the legal man uh, in charge of any legal problems Ooh. or copyrights or any lawsuits heading our way. <laughs> intellectual yeah. properties, anything like that. You know, we don't want to do something and accidentally get sued for it. So, Nate, you'll be our man for that. And then also, too, Nate, you're going to be the social media man because you've put out some banger tweets hey. in the past. Um, you, you hit the <laughs> algorithm right on Twitter sometimes. Hey. Um, and, and you do just Got have... Lucky a couple times. <laughs> yeah, you, you do just have a good Twitter presence, in my opinion, out of out of the four of us. So um, that those will be your roles. Um Eric will definitely, you know, I I will come up with some more roles for you. Maybe I'll tell you that off the podcast. But for right now, your your big ones. The, that's the fine. That money money is important. But yeah, that's <laughs> good though for Nate because you know if Zach starts you know bashing Kyle Lowry too hard and he tries to steal us or something. <laughs> like, we, Nate, we need Nate to help. Yeah. Out. <laughs> like no freedom of speech. He could say that. <laughs> True. Yeah. So so that's how the that's how the business will yeah. be formed. <laughs> very very cool very cool um i did not anticipate me being in charge of hiring but you know i think that's pretty neat i think I'm, i think i could do that job all right so for eric um obviously your baller on the budget baller on the budget podcast has been mentioned a lot on this uh q a episode so far so i know you talk a lot about stocks and investing so what is the best investment decision you've ever made yeah well uh Zach is definitely going to like this answer. Uh, Surprising. I mean, I've had some stocks and stuff that are doing pretty well for me lately now that, I mean, obviously we still have the COVID problem, but ever since the market plummeted, you know, stocks have been going back up and recovering and I've had some good investments from that. But as of right now, my best investment that I have though has been in Bitcoin. Uh, I'm actually, I only bought in just a week or two ago probably probably two weeks now and i'm up almost 23 percent right now which is a pretty you know if you know anything about stocks that's a great rate of return especially <laughs> that fast so i'm uh, very happy about that <laughs> and i know zach can say zach's yeah. been we're gonna actually we are have we will have a special like trilogy series coming out again like we did with the stocks where zach and i talk about crypto and stuff like that so uh, I'm pretty new to the crypto game, but uh, Bitcoin is working out pretty well for me so far. So I'm <laughs> glad uh, Zach started talking about it, and that led to me getting it. So yeah, yeah. Right now, my best <laughs> investment investment is Bitcoin. Well, I, I was actually Eric. Uh, sorry, Nate, for before your question, but I thought your your answer was going to be uh, to start investing because well, yeah, a lot of people true. don't even do that. You know, the best That's decision true. is to start start it. 
Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's definitely something you should do if you're not doing it, especially with uh, uh, if you pay attention to your banks, like most banks are basically paying 0% interest, even the ones that are typically more high yield are paying less. So I'm starting to consider pulling some of my money, uh, some of my excess money, like out of my savings accounts and invest that too, because I'm making barely anything on it. So uh, yeah, it's a good way to go. So if you're listening to this, uh, check out Baller on a Budget. Zach and I have a three-part episode on how to start investing. So definitely look into that. But yeah, that, that it's definitely been a good thing because I've yeah, I've had some losses in the beginning and I had some losses from COVID, but since then everything's been going really well and I've got a lot of stocks that I'm up over 15% on and some that I'm like 5 to 10% on and then the Bitcoin at 23%. So I've had a lot of recent success and if I hadn't started investing, obviously I wouldn't have it, you know, where I'm at. Yeah. So, uh, oh, yeah. that again, that again was because of Zach too. And Zach started talking about Robinhood and it was this free app and uh, I had been really intrigued by it because most companies charge like five dollars every time you do a transaction. I'm like, okay, if I'm only spending fifty bucks at a time, I can't afford to pay that every time. So uh, when Zach told me about this free app on Robinhood, I was like, okay, I'm interested. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so I have Zach to thank for all that. Well, for sure. I mean, I can I can definitely be a part of the train to like you know tell people to invest because. I know, like, you know, investing in Amazon and investing in, I mean, investing in Beyond Me has been okay, but definitely investing in Amazon for me has really, like, you know, helped a lot. I mean, it's, it's kind of, it does kind of suck. Like, you have moments that you wish you could go back on. Like, I know if I, if I just waited, like, two weeks to buy a share of Amazon stock, then I would have been able to get it for 1400 rather than $1,900. Um, oh. And then... And then obviously right now it's up around 3100 so like my return would have been even greater but still I mean you know to go from 1900 to 3100 is pretty good so definitely everybody out there if you're not investing I will be another voice to do it because you can do some good things for you um, <laughs> yeah there'll be some especially too if you're a young college age student like these three guys are like if you can invest at a young age then it'll just you know be even better for you by the time you're at more of a retirement age like don't wait to start till you're 31 like i did you know so right right <laughs> all right yeah. so a question for nate so i know i was talking to zach and i was you know trying to find a non-sports question for you so zach told me that you're into fishing and to some people, fishing is a sport, but to uh, most people, it's a leisure activity. So um, what's your best yeah, fishing memory? I would definitely like, agree. <laughs> yeah, like maybe like the biggest fish you've ever caught or, you know, something along those lines. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I'd say not necessarily the biggest fish I've ever caught, but out in – went out to Colorado for a family trip um, a couple years back and went – um fly fishing out in rivers out there which was really cool experience um the trout are not super big in those rivers but they're definitely pretty tricky to catch you gotta um really come with the right style of like uh lure and um present it well to them and um they're they're surprisingly smart fish they know like they can kind of tell i guess when you're um not doing it right so you gotta it takes patience and all that. So we got a few fish, little ones, like um, nothing crazy, but 
it's just fun to be out there and the scenery out there is crazy you know just to be out there in the mountains and um the streams and all that so definitely place I'd like to get back to as well um so obviously that's probably the best memory i've had fishing i've caught you know bigger fish um out in the ocean like florida obviously is great for that um we got big fish all around um here so I've had a lot of fun doing it throughout the years but uh, i definitely would like to get back out uh west and do some more fishing out there some, sometime soon cool cool yeah I, I was actually listening to uh, an outdoor show the other day, and they were talking about fishing, and they were saying, you know, the, some of these fish are hook smart. So it sounds like you had some hook yeah. smart fish <laughs> when you were fishing there. <laughs> yep. All right. So For Nate, sure. we'll uh, we'll go now to your final question here. All right. So yeah, this is another question. Um, for everybody, so we'll just go in uh, the same order, I guess. Um, but if you had to live in an NBA-style bubble or, like, quarantine or whatever, um, if you had to live in that kind of environment for a month or two, like what the NBA players are having to do right now, um, if you had to live there with three athletes, could be active or retired, um, who would they be? So we'll start with Zach again. Okay, so for my answer, I'm gonna, I am going to pick three NBA players. Uh, for my answer, my first one is going to be a retired player. I'm going to pick Michael Jordan. I'll explain why. My second one is going to uh, – my second and third ones are both current NBA players, but I'll go Damian Lillard second. And third, I'm going to go Grant Williams. Um, so let me get into my whole reasoning for this. Uh, I'll go with Grant first. If anybody knows Grant Williams, he's a big Catan fan. And when you're quarantined – Board games are going to be really fun. He is, uh, I've seen his social media. He loves Catan. So, you know, me, uh, Grant playing Catan. And, you know, whenever you gamble, Michael Jordan's right there to, to, to play. So even if he's never played before, I have no doubt that Mike is going to want to get in on that action. Um, and, and Dame as well. Would, I'm sure Dame would, would play with us. But uh, so Dame... Obviously, he's my favorite current NBA player, so just being around him, getting to talk to him would be just amazing. Um, shooting hoops with him, watching him. I could watch him make like a half-court shot in person would be crazy. Um, he also does rap music, too, so <laughs> you get that benefit oh, also. Um, I'm not a big rap fan, but if it's Dame, I'm all about it. Um, he's got good music. Um, and then... Michael Jordan too would be cool because, you know, if it's a bubble, you know, you, you'd have access to a basketball court or something, hopefully. So um, just getting to watch Jordan play. And then I would want to do a 2v2 match with me and Jordan against uh, Prime Jordan too. I, I want that to be known, but Prime Jordan <laughs> and, and obviously Lillard and, and Grant Williams. I want to do 2v2, me and Mike versus Grant and Damian Lillard. Uh, well, I want to see if Mike can really carry us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, you need him to carry you. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that'd be fun. But, no, I mean, I feel like I'd get so much better at basketball being around all three of those guys, especially Jordan, too, being the GOAT. Um, he could help me a lot with basketball. Dame uh, would be just fun to be with. Grant, you know, he's a Tennessee volunteer, too, so we have that in common. And he's he's just a cool person as well. So those are going to be my three guys So I'm going to be living with. All right, so... All right, so then, yeah. Oh, sorry, yes. Uh, 
Oh yeah, sorry. No, go ahead. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna echo Zach here with Michael Jordan. Obviously, I mentioned before with him being my favorite athlete of all time. Obviously, I would have to live with Michael Jordan. I I wouldn't necessarily care about playing basketball. So I, Zach can have prime Jordan, and then I'll just take current age Jordan. Um, He'd probably another, still be pretty good though. <laughs> yeah, and then another one. Uh, Another athlete, as I like, as I mentioned earlier in this podcast, too, my favorite um, uh, quarterback and football player, you know, right now, really of all time, is Drew Brees. So I, I would love to be in a quarantine with those two guys, just because with both of them, I could just put on some basketball film and put on some NFL film and just listen to them, like analyze it and break it down. Uh, I feel like that would you know, be able to kill a lot of time during the quarantine and I could learn a lot of information from watching them talk about it. So uh, I would pick those two for that reason. And then I had, I was really debating on who my third one would be. I kind of wanted to go more of a random off the wall one here. And um, so for my third one, I'm going to go with uh Jaguars kicker Josh Lambeau. Uh, <laughs> Not Josh Scobie. <laughs> well, he was. Well, I mean, honestly, he's cool too. I, it, it'd be tough to pick, but I guess just with Lambeau being the current one, he just from what I've seen of him in interviews and just his personality just seems to be really cool. Like I feel like he would be a super fun guy to hang out with. You know, that that's obviously why. I'd, you know, didn't pick a Kawhi Leonard, you know, <laughs> I, I, I almost let off. Like I'm a fun guy. I would pick Kawhi, but yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I, I thought about it. I thought about Kawhi Leonard making a presence here, but he was, you know, he's playing in the playoffs right now. He's too busy, but, uh, but yeah, Josh Lambeau, I feel like while that's a really odd pick, uh, he just kind of came into my mind and I just, I don't know. I just, it felt right. <laughs> so, <laughs> So yeah, those are those are my three picks, and uh, Connor, I'll let you round out with your three picks here. Okay, so I guess I'll complete the uh, the trifecta, and I will also pick Michael Jordan. Um, I don't see how you can go wrong like hanging with Michael Jordan. Also, you know, something that I have in common with him is that like you know he went to UNC. He's from North Carolina. He owns the Charlotte Hornets. Like you know, mm-hmm. can't be anything better right there. More of a comparison between Michael Jordan and me, other than the fact that he's like a superstar athlete and whatnot. But <laughs> um, so, yeah, I go with Michael Jordan. Then then I would go with uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, you know, he's a really fun-loving player in the NFL. I mean, also, I like the fact that he's, you know, he's 23 years old, so, like, he's only a year older than I am, you know, being around the same age and, you know, having – most likely having similar interests, like growing up with the same stuff and everything. I feel like Juju would be a lot of fun. I mean, you know, he posts a lot of fun things on Twitter and Instagram of what he's doing, and the Steelers community absolutely loves him. So um, definitely Juju. What, what about Schuster. that dance that he did or whatever? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, no, no comment. Um, but uh, yeah, Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, and then probably my third one, I think, would probably going back to the NBA would probably be Anthony Davis. Um, he's another one of those athletes that just like, you know, like Stefan and I know he's a huge gamer too. So, you know, we could have a lot of fun playing NBA 2K and other stuff like that. So, and then just the same thing, like what Zach and Eric or what Eric was talking about, like, you know, 
just you could just put on anything sports related and you know a lot of my friends that I have had, you know, they're they might be huge gamers and stuff, but I've never really had too many friends that have like, you know, really into sports. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this before on one of the previous Q and A's, but you know, being around other people that really like sports, I think would be probably a big thing in quarantine. Cause I feel like in a way, like video games and board games in a way, like, yeah, they're really fun and everything, but I think they get old faster than mm-hmm. sports does. Cause there's just so much you can like go through with sports. Like, you know, and even, you know, even though they're basketball and football players, I'm sure they're probably into other sports too. So like, you know, we could talk about hockey or baseball or something else like that. So, um, I think those would be the three athletes I do. I would have said, I will say that, um, had it not been for, what happened earlier this year, I probably would have said Kobe Bryant, but obviously, you know, rest in peace, Kobe. So, but definitely the other three would be my choices for quarantine. Cool stuff. And that's going to wrap it up guys. We have, we're finishing our Q and a right here. Um, Great questions. Everybody had a lot of fun with these. Uh, I hope mine were good to, for you guys as well, but I had a lot of fun. Again, these Q and A's are great, man. Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully sure. the listeners uh, you know, learned even more about us that you know they didn't know. Yeah, about, and and, so. and uh, I know too. We we also have had a lot of new fans, you know, the past couple months that you know didn't hear the fiftieth Q and A. So, you know, this one is also another good option uh, to get to know who we actually are. You know, so hopefully you guys ever. Hopefully everybody enjoyed that and. We'll be back here on a hundred more to talk about the two hundred for a Q and A. All right, guys. Until then, remember, be clutch. Bye. See ya. Oh, peace. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> we're at the end there. <laughs>